Welcome to Mind Love, episode 73. Today's episode is all about living cancer-free with food. You can eat all of your favorite foods for the rest of your life, but in the most natural way possible. So just find a way to be able to eat them that's also going to nourish the body as well as taste really good because that's us having our cake and eating it too. So I was like, oh, if I can get nutrients from my cake and it doesn't have you know, all the, the usual suspects that create disease like gluten and dairy and refined sugar, then I'm winning. So I got really excited about that. And I call this the upgrade system. So um, I work at a medical health center in New York City, and I work with patients as the health and nutrition coach. And this is the first thing I teach them because it's something that they can remember for the rest of their life. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Mind Love is a CastBox original. You can still listen to Mind Love wherever you get your podcasts, but CastBox is pretty awesome, so I hope you'll give it a try. And tap that cute little button that says subscribe. More subscribers means even better guests and even more value. Plus, it helps grow the show so more people can find it. And if you ask me, everyone can use a little more mind love. Hi, friends and fellow wild women and men. Today's episode is necessary, to say the least, because chances are you've been affected by cancer, whether it's yourself or a loved one a close friend or a close friend's loved one, cancer will, unfortunately, affect one in two men and one in three women. And the number of new cases of cancer is set to nearly double by the year 2050. Ugh, so morbid, I know. But I promise you this episode is actually not depressing at all. I actually don't think I've ever had this much fun talking about cancer. Okay, possibly wrong word choice but I'm making light of it because I have been affected by cancer. And I feel like sometimes you just have to make light of things to survive. My dad died of cancer in 2004, and it was so hard for me. At the time, I felt helpless. In 2004, maybe it was my age or maybe it was the time, but I didn't feel like cancer was as prevalent as I feel that it is now. And like I said, could have just been my own ignorance, but... It felt like it was this thing that was never going to happen to me or anyone I loved. And suddenly it just took my father and it couldn't be fought and it changed my whole life. Well, as I grew older and I became more educated and started my own healing journey of healing my gut after destroying my stomach through bulimia, I started to realize that there are things that we can do besides just succumbing to chemotherapy and leaving it to fate. Now, I'm not saying that chemotherapy is always the wrong choice, but I will say that I don't think people are often given all of their options or that they understand how low the success rate of chemotherapy is. It's around 2%. And personally, if I got cancer, I would go the holistic route. Well, whether you have cancer right now or not, the stats are alarming. So I have changed my lifestyle to decrease my chances, and I heavily encourage my loved ones to make at least some small life choices to decrease their odds as well. It's an interesting time to be alive because on one hand, 
we have the capabilities of living longer than we ever have. But on the other, the chances of us getting a terminal diagnosis of cancer, heart disease, stroke, whatever, are higher than ever. So for me, that is a signal that we should be listening and taking action. Well, today's episode is not going to be dull and super scientific. It's actually pretty fun. We're going to hear some amazing stories and also learn about really easy lifestyle changes we can make and some really delicious food substitutions that will pack our bodies with nutrients and keep them free of toxins. Our guest today is Liana Werner Gray. She's an author and health and nutrition coach. After healing herself from a stage one golf ball sized tumor and an unhealthy relationship with junk food, Liana created the Earth Diet blog, where she committed to only eating foods straight from nature for 365 days. Well, the concept went viral and led her to traveling the world teaching about nutrition, including to nurses, doctors, school students, teachers, corporations, and now the Mind Love audience. She's written a couple best-selling books, including The Earth Diet and 10-Minute Recipes, and now she's on to her next book, Cancer-Free with Food. I've been going through her books all week, and they are incredible. So today, three key things we will learn are alternative options for healing, the top toxic foods to avoid, and the top healing foods to indulge in, and how to cultivate a food upgrades mindset. We'll also go over some fun and easy snacks that feel indulgent, but are actually nutrient dense. Before we dive in, I want to share the easiest way to start each day with a positive mindset. Thousands of other wild women are loving my daily morning mind love emails. They're short daily reminders of your own beauty, magic, and power that are the perfect addition to your morning routine. Just visit mindlove.com and sign up right there on the homepage. Or if you're out and about, just text the word morning to 33777. That's morning to 33777. You'll get some amazing free gifts when you do. First, you'll get a really cool free booklet of Powerless based on proven principles from the most successful people to automate your best self. Plus, you'll get a free guided affirmation meditation. It's set to a magical binaural frequency known as the miracle tone, which is known to make you a magnet for love, health, and abundance. The layered affirmations perfectly tune your frequency for personal transformation. Go to mindlove.com to sign up, or if you're out and about, just text the word morning to 444-999. That's morning to 444-999. Let's welcome Liana to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. So you've already written two amazing wellness recipe books, and now you're on your third book, Cancer-Free with Food. What began your interest in health and wellness, and why was it important to you to address cancer specifically? Well, I've been cancer-free for 10 years now. I started 10 years ago, basically, when I had a major wake-up call. I ended up in hospital with a golf ball-sized lump in my throat, which the doctors did a biopsy on and I had very early stages of cancer. So I had this big mass tumor in my throat, in my lymphatic system. So that was my wake up call for me to say, okay, I need to change my diet. And prior to that, like for the last five years um, before I did the biopsy, I was eating junk food for every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I just put way too many toxins in my body. So I knew that it was diet related. I look back at my teen years and early 20s, and 
I was so oblivious to the idea that food could be medicine or that food was really affecting me in any ways other than weight gain. I honestly thought I was healthy when I was eating lean cuisines for most meals. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's lean and there's veggies in it. So what gave you insight into the idea that your diagnosis might be food related? Well, I was lucky because I grew up in Alice Springs, which is in Outback Australia, and it's very indigenous rich culture. So half of my school was white and the other half was Aboriginal. So from the young age of just five years old, this is when I remember first learning about the indigenous ways. So we were taken out on school excursions to the Outback and we were taught how to basically eat. And we were taught that the healthiest ways for us to eat was to go out to our own backyard and pick fruits and foods straight from the bush, straight from the trees, straight from plants. And we were also taught how to collect water. So I remember looking at the Aboriginal people thinking, okay, they're so healthy and they're lean and their cancer rates for Aboriginal people were 0%. So I was like, okay, they're doing something right. And it just made sense that there's no sickness in those foods that we get straight from nature. So I had that upbringing. And then when I was 12 years old, my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer and unfortunately he passed away from it. And I remember looking at my grandfather who was very obese and my grandfather came from Canada. And so he would just, he was just eating junk food. He's the one who introduced me to McDonald's and popcorn and ice cream and milkshakes and bless his heart. But he was very, very obese. So I just remember thinking, okay, my grandfather is eating this way and he's obese and has cancer and the Aboriginal people are eating this way and they're lean and they don't have cancer. So that was like a very strong mindset that I had. But then it all went downhill for me when I moved from the outback to Brisbane City to do university. And that's when I started to really indulge in a junk food lifestyle. So I knew it was wrong every time I was eating gummy bears for breakfast and pizza for lunch and KFC and McDonald's. Like I knew this food was wrong because it was so far removed from nature. And I knew that I was not providing my body with the nourishment and nutrition that it needed. So that's why I knew that it was diet related. So when I was in college, I legitimately tried the gummy bear diet to lose weight. <laughs> so ridiculous. What? Wow. I had very disordered eating back then. Anyways, I was really heavily bulimic for about 10 years. But during that time, I had no problem popping diet pills, throwing up my food. I would binge eat certain things and just not keep it down. But I remember reading some article about the gummy bear diet. And it's, yeah, it's sugar, but also it keeps you full. So <laughs> I was like, let me try it out. Right. It seemed like fun. Wow. Yep. Yep. I mean, if I knew about the gummy bear diet, I definitely would have tried it back then as well. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, totally stupid and unfortunate. When you first realized that you had this lump on your throat, what did you do? What was your process for diagnosing it? So I was just out one night like with friends at a concert and I was having a drink and just popped in my neck and I felt it like an explosion. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I thought it was a swollen gland. And I thought, okay, I definitely need to rest. So I went home and I, I ate some garlic and did some ginger tea. And then I just basically ignored it because I thought it was a swollen gland. So for the next two weeks, I just kept, you know, doing, living my life, eating junk food and all that stuff. And then 
it kept getting bigger and bigger and it was hurting to swallow. So I went to see a naturopath and she was like, you need to get your butt to hospital because this looks really bad. And um, my naturopath, she had a cancerous tumor, which she did surgery for before that. So she was like, this does not look right. So she's the one who sent me to the hospital. I remember sitting in the hospital thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done to myself? And I thought I've really trashed my body for so many years and I'm miserable. Like I'm not living the life I wanted to live. And I thought if this is serious, maybe this is the wake up call that I needed. And it's unfortunate that some of us need to push it to that point of extreme to get that wake up call before we make a change. But I'm definitely one of those people. So I kind of needed that to wake me up. So it really was a blessing in disguise. And then getting the diagnosis, I saw three different doctors and they all gave me different options and they just all sounded like something I did not want to partake in. I didn't believe for myself um, personally, like doing chemo, radiation or surgery, because what I learned from the indigenous people also was like, if you get sick, you can heal that through prayer, through affirmations and through food. Food is medicine. So I knew that me just doing surgery and just taking that mass out would, would not solve the root cause. And the root cause was that I was just not treating myself properly. So I thought, okay, this is my opportunity to change my diet and see if I can heal it completely naturally. So so that's when I started out on that quest. So you got several different diagnoses from three different doctors, right? What is up with that? You'd think that at the very least, even if they had different options for treatment, they would have had the same diagnosis as to what was going on. You would think that, but what I've learned about the medical industry in this last decade is that it's a sales, it's sales. And each doctor's trained in different things and they're selling different things. So and that's why now when I speak to cancer, people with diagnosed with cancer, I say, get different opinions. Don't just go to one person because it's so important to, to get different opinions. I was just speaking to a lady the other day who had a a tumor in her neck as well. And she got really scared. So she, she did surgery and then they found out the doctors were like, okay, oops, sorry, we actually didn't need to operate on that. And now she's kicking herself because she they removed part of her thyroid as well and lymphatic system. So it's just want to stress that point. If you get diagnosed with cancer, definitely make sure you get different opinions. It's super important. And well, one of the doctors I spoke to was at the time, very controversial because he was helping people with cancer through a vitamin C, IVs, and naturally. So he told me, oh, yeah, you for sure can heal this naturally. He gave me a lot of confidence that I could do it naturally as well. And then I also worked with my naturopath. Yeah, so I created basically my own personal protocol that I felt like was very empowering for me. And I felt very confident that it would truly heal my body. Before we totally expand our minds, I want to invite you to wake up to the morning mind love. Every weekday morning, you just get a little inspiration to set your tone for the day and give you something positive to focus on. Think of it like a short note from your higher self. Plus, when you sign up, you get two free gifts, a super powerful 30-minute affirmation meditation and 30 days of journaling prompts to help you remember who you truly are. And it's all completely free. So join over 9,000 people and go to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, just text the word morning to 33777. 
That's morning to 33777. I have always been someone who's prioritized wellness. Well, at least what I understood about it at the time, which has definitely evolved. But now I live in a town where some of my conveniences just aren't as accessible as when I lived in L.A., Then I found Aloe Moves and my whole experience changed. I've been an avid yogi for 16 years, but frankly, I am just underwhelmed by most online yoga. Their flows are either too easy or not varied enough. Well, Aloe Moves has everything. Of course, they have an endless selection of beginner content since that is the category most people fall into, but they even have advanced and yoga teacher focused content. They are the only online platform that I can find that I can narrow down the time that I'm looking for precisely. Like, I have 38 minutes today. What you got? (laughs) They have something for every mood. Trying to get a good sweat? Try their award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts with or without weights. Or find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and even journaling for those quiet moments. And when it comes to sleep, it's just as important as fitness and nutrition. Ever since I watched The Art of Sleep on Aloe Moves, I've been falling asleep faster and staying asleep longer. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code MINDLOVE for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code MINDLOVE. alomoves.com code MINDLOVE. So I read that one of the things that a doctor recommended was a cervical cancer vaccination. Why did you decide to decline that? Because it obviously seems less invasive than surgery. And the supposed purpose is prevention. Personally, I just don't really believe in vaccinations. I just think, okay, what are vaccinations made of? And when I did research, it was crazy like to find out what vaccinations are made of these days, like there's egg in some vaccinations and just a lot of chemical ingredients. So I thought, how can those ingredients possibly prevent me from getting cervical cancer? To me, that just doesn't make sense. And at that point, I was like, okay, this seems like a joke, this whole whole medical thing. So that's when I just declined. And that was the last doctor that I saw. I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave, leave this whole situation. My dad passed of cancer back in 2004. He had lymphoma. And I remember the process of him being diagnosed. And it was a full year before they caught the cancer that he was going in for pain, back pain specifically. So they kept giving him Vicodin. And then his stomach was swelling. And they said that his stomach was swelling because of the Vicodin. So it was this cycle, and they weren't looking any deeper. Well, finally, my aunt went over to his house, and he was crying on the ground. And she was like, here, I'm going to take you to a different doctor, because he did not have access to very great insurance either. And this doctor found that, no, his stomach was not swelling because of the Vicodin. He actually had a tumor the size of a softball growing in his abdomen. It was just crazy to me because it's not that he just went to the doctor one or two times. My dad was strong and active. So this was the first time I had really seen him in physical pain or suffering before. So when your life is at stake, I recommend getting as many opinions as possible because, I mean, they're called just that, opinions. Your life is in the hands of another human and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Whether it's apathy, lack of education in that area, a specialty in another, being bought by the system, 
I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of anger about that for a long time, but ultimately it was one of the things that pushed me into what I'm doing today. So we make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sorry to hear about your dad. That happens all the time. People are always misdiagnosed. When you first found out about this, what were the first steps that you took to make these big lifestyle changes? Because I know lifestyle changes are not always easy and it definitely makes a difference when your life is on the line. But what did that healing roadmap look like for you? I guess, yeah, I didn't have the luxury to like do it slowly. I was like, man, I do not want this tumor to get bigger and to get worse. And I do not want it to spread to my body. So I was like, this, I need to, this needs to happen fast. The thing is though, when I was in the hospital, because I felt so bad, all I wanted to do was go eat junk food because that was the cycle I was in for five years, major disorderly eating and that vicious cycle of addiction to sugar and that sugar high. So I was feeling so low. I was like, oh, I just want to go out and eat chocolate and get some KFC and that will make me feel better. That trap of like, it makes you feel better for 10 minutes. And then after that, you have to deal with all the health consequences. So I felt like I was really trapped. So I went home and I basically just surrendered and I just said, okay, universe, I'm going to need something really big here, a lot bigger than myself. I need guidance. I need help. I need like a sign. I need a message. And I made a deal with God. I was like, God, if you can heal me of this addiction that I have to food and this impulsive eating, because this is what's causing this problem, then that's the only thing I want in my whole life. And I was like, I promise I'll be grateful and I'll be happy every single day for the rest of my life. If I can wake up in the morning and not crave gummy bears and pizza. So I did that. And basically, it felt like a true miracle. I got the message that I was looking for, I think a few days after. And it was a Saturday, um, October 24th, 2009. I just remember it because it's a day my life completely changed. And the message I got was, okay, go back to nature, go back to earth and eat only foods that come from the earth for 365 days. So this like was like a light bulb that went off. I was like, oh, okay. So every time I have a craving for chocolate or chicken nuggets or pizza or burgers, I will make that recipe at home. And my father's a chef. So I just feel like I have this confidence to go in the kitchen and make food. So I started to make chocolate peanut butter cups and chocolate brownies. And every time I had a craving, I would eat them until I felt so fulfilled and really full that I wasn't craving the bad kind of chocolate, the one that has white sugar and soy lecithin and dairy. And sometimes I would eat up to 20 chocolate brownies in one sitting. And yeah, I didn't feel guilty about it at all because I was like, I'm getting nutrition from these chocolate balls and getting so much nourishment and it's healing my body. So that's where I started with was with food and the recipes. And then I also started with juicing. So I knew that I needed to get a lot of nutrition back into my body very fastly. I knew that I basically needed to overdose my body on nutrition and to push out and detox out all of the cells that I had that were very addicted to junk foods and sugar. So I had up to six juices a day. So like green juices, beet juice, and I'll have a lot of juice recipes in my books So the juicing really gave me peace of mind that I was taking care of my nutritional levels. And I was like, wow, I probably got more nutrition in one day than I did in years and years and years. And then I also did colonics and coffee enemas, which I know not everyone likes the idea of that. But at this point, my digestive system was just not functioning at all because I did five years of binge eating and starving myself. And also I read in a magazine, Lindsay Lohan was taking laxatives 
if she would overeat. So I was like, that's such a great idea. So when I would go on a big binge and eat so much food until I felt sick, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to digest this? I would end up taking like 14 laxatives. So after years of that, you can imagine like what it did to my digestive system. Just, I lost the muscle power in my digestive system. It was just not functioning properly. So the colonics and coffee enemas really helped me a lot. It helped just to clean out my gut, clean out my body and just get my gut working again. So I did that a colonic and a coffee enema every single day for two months. So I, I did a lot of sleeping as well. I did the Vibraflex machine just to get my circulation moving. I was also diagnosed with chronic fatigue and my blood work was on the verge of leukemia. So I was so, so weak and I was just sleeping sometimes 16 to 18 hour days. And after three months of doing this, this natural protocol, the tumor had completely dissolved. And I had no trace of any lump in my throat at all. See, that's one of the things that really motivates me with a healthy lifestyle. People think that making this big lifestyle change is all sacrifice. Like you're going to be eating lettuce and feel hungry all the time. <laughs> but you were making these chocolate balls, which indulge your cravings and even eating 10 in a sitting sometimes. And while overindulging to the point of feeling stuffed every time you eat might not be the best plan for weight loss, you're not going to gain as much weight as if you were eating all of that processed crap. And the change really comes from building a new habit in choosing different foods that satisfy the same craving. Yeah, exactly. It's not realistic to think I'll never eat chocolate again or cookies or pizza or gummy bears. And that's why this pro approach has worked for so many people because it's like, okay, well, what are you craving and how can you eat that in a much healthier way? Like how can you eat cookie dough that's actually providing you with, with nourishment? And I speak to so many cancer survivors now and also people going through treatment, people going through chemo and stuff like that. And they are craving sugar. And so, you know, just explaining to them, okay, well, you can still eat natural sugars, you know, sugars that are healthy for us, sugars that the body can process. So here's a recipe for cookie dough that uses maple syrup or dates or stevia that's safe for you to eat. And that's helping to get a lot of people through it. I would not have been able to do it had I not just let myself indulge in eating all these natural desserts. Let's talk about juicing for a second, because there's a lot of contradictory information online. Some people say, well, juicing is just drinking a bunch of sugar, while other people swear by it and say it's one of the best ways to pack in nutrients. So what is the truth about juicing? Yeah, juicing, it is controversial, but the way I look at it is it is the fastest way on planet Earth, other than getting an IV injection of vitamins into your veins, it's the fastest way to get nutrients straight into the blood system, straight into the cells. Is there a faster way? There's not. Like a smoothie is also great and healthy, but it has fiber. So when we drink that, the body does have to use some energy to break it down and really absorb and pull out the nutrients from that. When we juice, it's liquid and it goes straight into our system. I mean, there's no better feeling and it's such a great energy drink as well and peace of mind, but you don't have to add fruit to the juice. You could people could just do straight vegetables, but it is a very good way to just restore the body back to health and give it all the nutrition it needs. And since I healed the lump, I've had one green juice every single day now for the last 10 years. And it's just like daily staple, non-negotiable. It's something I do every single day. I also have chocolate 
every day since then, but that I don't have to force myself to have chocolate every day. That's not like it's medicine. Do it. The green juice is no matter where I am, need to find a way to get the green juice or I'll travel with a greens powder or some chlorophyll. And that's also the thing with the green juice is that green juice is very high in chlorophyll and chlorophyll is found in all of our green leafy vegetables like kale, spinach, cilantro, parsley, also some celery, cucumber, ginger, lemon. So that makes such a great, healthy, high chlorophyll juice. And I love looking online. You can Google chlorophyll versus blood under a microscope and you can see what chlorophyll looks like under a microscope. So it's basically plant blood and it's beautiful and perfect and healthy and it basically looks like human blood. And what it represents a healthy human blood. So we literally are what we eat, right? And so if we are an imprint of our food, then when we consume chlorophyll, our blood cells are going to imitate that and look like that as well. And we want our blood cells to look like chlorophyll because it is alkaline and there's the right amount of flow in there. There's oxygen. Like when I was really sick, I had a live blood test done and I saw my blood and it did not look like a healthy blood of chlorophyll. It wasn't proper form circles. It wasn't like flowing. They were all clumped together. It was riddled with parasites. It looked very different. Whereas now it looks like um, chlorophyll blood. And that's why I feel healthy, you know, every single day. So I'm a huge advocate for juicing every single day, just one juice. But I also drank a lot of beet juice when I was healing too, because beet juice is so powerful for cleansing the blood and the liver and the digestive system. And I always say that if you have cancer in your gut or a tumor in your gut and you drink beet juice every single day, that tumor can't stick and cannot stay on the bowel wall because the beet goes in and saturates the bowel wall and lifts anything off that's like stuck to the bowel wall, lifts it off and shoots it out. It's so, so powerful. So I did a lot of beet juice during my healing. So every now and then I'll still do a beet juice, but definitely every day getting that chlorophyll. Let's back up to colonics and coffee enemas. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have done some colonics and I like them. Well, I, I guess I can't say that I like them. It's not like I'm sitting there in the stirrups with a tube up my butt begging for more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rephrase that to say they're effective and I like the idea of them, but they are kind of expensive. I found mine on Groupon for $50. Yes, I did a colonic from Groupon. They should call it a poopon. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> but is a coffee enema something that is less expensive that maybe you could do at home? Exactly. Yeah. People could do a coffee enema at home. You just, you can buy a coffee enema kit from Amazon and make your own coffee and just follow the instructions on how to do that and do it at home. I mean, it is an investment if you get a colonic outside as well. I'm also with you. I don't love doing it, but I love the results that colonics give. But yeah, they're not for everyone. Some people I speak to, they're like, there is no way I'm ever going to do a colonic. So that's just not an option for me. So give me some other gut healing and cleansing alternatives. If there's one topic that keeps coming up in my women's circles, it's our hormones. Frankly, I think that between years of birth control or beauty products that mess with endocrine function, a lot of us are just out of whack. Estro Control is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. 
It has science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, especially in women who suffer from PMS. The way EstroControl eases PMS is pretty interesting. The ingredients support the liver, and that's where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when the estrogen isn't processed well in the liver, women may start having PMS, spots on the skin, they get cravings, they feel low all of a sudden. EstroControl was created to help women feel like themselves all throughout the month because PMS can basically rob us of a week of our lives every month. Totally not fair. EstroControl is made specifically for women who are premenopausal, so it's perfect for women that haven't entered menopause yet. And in fact, it's amazing for perimenopause when hormones start to fluctuate and PMS can turn into a beast. I have been relearning myself postpartum. I just started my period again when my baby was 10 months and I forgot how wild these hormone changes can be. I wanted something to just maintain optimal hormone levels and help with mild mood swings, and EstroControl is perfect for this. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com with promo code MINDLOVE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use promo code MINDLOVE for 15% off your first order. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. The other thing I'm curious about, which you sent me in a little care package, which is so sweet, thank you so much, is bentonite clay. You mentioned it drew out toxins and that you could also drink it. Oh yeah, bentonite clay is amazing. So I learned about bentonite clay from my naturopath. So after I did the live blood tests and I saw my blood like live on the screen, which I also recommend everyone to try if you want to see what your blood looks like, like in live time, it's awesome. I saw so many like little worms, like parasites just riddled in my blood. And I was just like, whoa, like it made me feel so sick. And so my naturopath was like, okay, you drink bentonite clay and it will absorb the parasites. And straight away when she said that, something clicked and I was like, oh, okay, that, you know, that resonates and encourage people to use that when they're going through their healing processes. Because there's literally thousands of tools on this planet Earth that we can use to help heal our body. So you just have to 
find which one like excites you and you're like, yes, I need to try that. I think that one's going to work. So as soon as she mentioned bentonite clay, I was like, whoa, I was all immediately like intrigued and resonated with it. So I did some research and I found out that bentonite clay deposits is basically volcanic ash. So some of it forms after a million or two million years. And there's deposits in Australia. There's a deposit in India. There's also a deposit in Wyoming and Utah. So the one in Utah is the one that I sent you, the bentonite clay. And that formed over 60,000 years ago. And it's volcanic ash that has very strong magnetic properties. So as soon as we apply it to our skin on the outside, like topically, or drink it, what it does is it attracts any impurities and it locks them into the antibodies and then removes it as we wash off the clay or as we expel the clay from our body. So I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to drink this immediately. And as I was drinking it, I was like, okay, it's going to absorb all those critters, all those parasites in my blood. And it just goes through our body and just helps our body to detox. And especially if we are doing things to detox and push stuff out of our cells, like drinking beet juice or green juice, it's great to follow up with bentonite clay because it will go through and absorb and kind of clean up all of the toxins that the cells are pushing out. So I was drinking that once or twice a day and that's just a teaspoon in a cup of water. And then I was also bathing in it to help absorb toxins from the outside of my skin. And then I made it into like a mud putty and put it on my throat so that it would absorb from the outside of the tumor. So I basically just use bentonite clay and just hit it in all different ways. And now I encourage, you know, many people to drink bentonite clay because it helps with psoriasis as well. And it helps with acne, helps with eczema, helps with any digestive issues. Yeah, it's awesome for purifying the body. Plus, I also learned that the Indians here in America, they used to use it as a purifying agent for the body as well. So if anyone in the tribe got sick, they would use the bentonite clay as well as if anyone got a snake bite or a spider bite, they would put it on the outside. So there's so many uses for bentonite clay. It's just not a lot of people you know, know about it. But yeah, definitely doing my part to spread the word about it because it's just amazing. So what are the top offenders, the most toxic foods that are in the average person's diet that maybe we should rethink? So chapter four, page 77, this is the most 15 toxic foods on the planet. And this is backed up by a lot of research. I did, I put a lot of science studies into this book. So there's like 15 pages of end notes. So I just want people to really just get it in their mindset that, okay, we know that these things are bad for us, but also science is showing that they are also bad for us. So the first one, the worst food for us and the one to cut out is refined sugar. So this includes white sugar, brown sugar, and corn syrup. What about something like coconut sugar or some of the other sugar alternatives that you see in your typical health food store? Yeah, those are great. So the way I look at it is that, okay, what process did this go through to get into my hands right now? So coconut sugar, it does go through a process to get from the coconut into to be coconut sugar, but it goes through way less of a toxic process than what it does to take cane sugar stalks and process it into white sugar. So it's less processed. It's more of a wholesome sweetener. So natural sugars like honey, maple syrup, and then also lots of fruits and dates. Like Those are the sugars that are, are acceptable to our body. Our body can actually digest them and handle them and won't 
weren't store them in our body, which later then turns to disease. Whereas if we eat white sugar or corn syrup, our body doesn't know what the heck to do with that. That's so intense for the body. And that's when disease really starts to breed. So sugar is easy to give up as long as you know that you can eat natural sugars. And as long as you have alternatives like recipes you can make or foods that you can go out and eat that will fulfill those cravings. And my belief is that there are natural sugars that grow on this planet for a reason. And I always say to people, okay, God designed us in a certain way and also designed certain foods for us to eat. And fruit was meant to be our candy. It was man who made the white sugar. So we want to stay away from man-made foods and eat more foods that just come straight from nature. The second one I've got listed is food additives. So this includes artificial sweeteners like aspartame, also stabilizers and preservatives like benzoate. So these are basically lab created. So any ingredient that you read on a Franken food that says like blue 50 or it says sodium benzoate, like da la la la, like words we can't pronounce, they're created in a lab and our body just can't tolerate those. So those are being linked to cause cancer and then also soda also bpa has been linked to cause cancer as well as birth defects and inhibits people from being able to get pregnant so bpa is definitely one that we should stay away from so we want to eat from canned foods that say bpa free and we want to make sure our water bottle is also bpa free and then other genetically modified organisms as well i've also listed white flour Excessive drinking of alcohol can create cancer. And then also meat from animals that are treated with hormones or fed non-organic food. So there is a link to that causing cancer. So if we are eating meat, and I'm a meat eater myself, and I actually did eat meat through my healing process, and that worked for me personally, um, definitely want to make sure it's organic meat and grass-fed beef and wild fish. And then number 10, I've got non-organic fruits and vegetables. So This is unfortunate, but fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with pesticides are completely toxic. And there was a great suit last year that came out. It was awesome. Monsanto were sued, I think, over 280 million because we were finally able to prove that their product Roundup does, in fact, cause cancer. And now there's over 800 people with cancer suing Monsanto. And they revealed documents saying, we've known for decades, yes, that our product Roundup this pesticide does cause cancer, but we didn't tell you guys. So finally, that has been exposed. I'm going to ask this question with my stepdad in mind, because he still thinks organic foods are a scam. (laughs) But why can't you just wash off the pesticides? (laughs) I wish that was the case. I really do. But when the vegetables and fruits are growing in pesticides, it's actually in the cell membrane of the fruit and vegetable. So it's not just on the outside, it's actually in the cellular structure. So we are in fact eating the pesticide if we're eating fruits and vegetables that were grown using pesticides. Thank you. I'm going to make that response into a bite-sized clip and cue it up for a nice Easter dinner conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like the old days where we could just grow our own food in our backyard and not use pesticides or go to the farm and just pick fruits and vegetables. These days, it's the farming has become so extreme that they're using all of those pesticides. So we just have to go with the times and we just need to eat fruits and vegetables that come from organic. It's just the way it is. Which of the toxic cancer-causing foods do you think would be most surprising for people to learn about? 
probably microwaved food. I think that a lot of people eat from the microwave and don't think that uh, anything of it, but microwave is a form of radiation and it does create a lot of toxicity in the body. It makes it very acidic. So um, we definitely encourage people to avoid eating anything from the microwave. Let's move into some of the cancer healing foods that would be an easy addition to pack more nutrients into our daily lives. Yes, of course. Awesome. So, well, the number one that I found, and when I was doing research for this book, I wanted to find what are the strongest foods on earth that are really killing cancer cells and that have been really successful in a lot of studies and a lot of people actually doing it. So case studies as well. So what I found to be the most successful in killing cancer cells is broccoli sprouts, which I was so surprised about. And it's because they're very potent in sephorophane even more than when we eat broccoli, because on the third day of a growing broccoli, we have a little broccoli sprout. So that's when they pick them and then we can juice them, eat them, add them to salads and soups. And we're getting that sephorophane, which literally kills cancer cells. They've done so many studies on this in mice and rats. They've had tumors and cancer. They inject them with sephorophane and boom, they all dissolve. Every single one dissolves. So I would say if someone has cancer, definitely want to start incorporating that. And if you're just wanting to prevent cancer, broccoli sprouts, they actually sell them at Whole Foods, health food stores. They sell them at Air One. They're quite common, but I just never saw them before because I wasn't looking for them. But actually, a lot of stores do sell them. And there's a website where you can order them and they'll ship them to your house once a week as well. So I love just to put them in my salads and soups, but also juicing them. It's very, very powerful. But you can also get broccoli sprouts powder, which I have. So I drink that one if I'm not drinking the green juice. So I'll do the broccoli sprouts powder in water. So that's a very easy way to do it. Just mix the powder in water or add it to your smoothies. But some of the other ones are turmeric, which a lot of people know about. So I love to add turmeric when I make chicken nuggets. So I'll do an almond flour or a tiger nut flour with the turmeric and some sea salt and then coat the chicken in that. And it comes out so golden and beautiful and crispy. So that's one way to get turmeric in. But also, um, so today my green juice, I put, I had a little bit of turmeric in that. So I just did a fresh turmeric root and that's always feels very delicious. I actually sprinkle turmeric in my coffee. I just add a little bit of coconut, sprinkle some cinnamon and turmeric, and it is so delicious. And lately it's been four sigmatic mushroom coffee. So I honestly feel like a powerhouse in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a great health hack. I love that. And the number three cancer healing food I have here is blueberries. So that's a really easy one for all of us to be able to embrace, you know, just eat a lot of blueberries, put it in our smoothies. Also, I love to freeze blueberries. So if I'm craving something really cool, like kind of like an ice pop craving, I'll just go and eat a handful of frozen blueberries. And that's very fulfilling. And I think One cancer healing food that people might be very happy about is cacao. Cacao is what real chocolate's made from. So I put that as number nine because it has a lot of studies on how it is a functional food and how the magnesium helps to heal the body and helps to heal a lot of gut issues as well. So it's very good for people with bowel cancer. And, you know, making your own chocolate balls and just keeping them in the fridge or the freezer at all times if you have chocolate cravings is very wise or you can just add it to a smoothie. I also just love to add it to hot water with some coconut milk, and then we have a nice hot chocolate. Is your chocolate balls recipe in one of your books? I am pretty much already salivating. (laughs) 
It is. Yes, it's in my new book, Cancer Free with Food. So I have all of the recipes that I use to heal my body in this. So it has recipes for meat eaters. And then if someone wants to heal with doing vegan recipes as well. So it has both options, but it has plenty of chocolate recipes in the book. Yes. The biggest part of changing my diet over the years has just been changing my habits, getting a new idea of a quick snack or a healthy breakfast to make. So some of my favorite quick, healthy snacks are hummus from the farmer's market. I normally buy a ton of that. And then I just dip veggies in it. It's filling. It's delicious. It's super healthy. And I also really like natural almond butter on celery. Or if I'm feeling indulgent, I will open up a sweet potato and put a little bit of natural almond butter in that and then sprinkle with golden berries or raisins. It's so good. And you can add cinnamon or maca powder or even cacao nibs. Yum. What are some of your favorite grab-and-go snacks that people can substitute for the typical bagged chips or other processed foods? For me, my snacks are always chocolate. So I love the chocolate bowl recipe. It's just three ingredients, cacao powder. So you get like an organic fair trade cacao powder and then mix that with an almond flour or a tiger nut flour if you want to go nut free. And tiger nuts have actually listed as number 10 cancer healing food in the book as well. And then just adding a sweetness or honey or maple syrup or dates. And that's it. Just three ingredients. And you have a chocolate bowl brownie consistency, roll them in bowls. And then you can add other things to them too, like a little bit of sea salt. You could do some essential mint oils. You could roll them in coconut. You could add some vanilla. You could add some cacao nibs. So that's a really fun one to do. That's a great grab and go that's high in protein, high in iron, and also really high in magnesium. And they store really well in the freezer as well. First, I have to say that I really love your emphasis on chocolate because chocolate is definitely a solid life partner of mine. (laughs) It's a thing. My husband has to hide it all over the house whenever he leaves so that it's cute and I'll find it when he's away. But also, if I know where the entire stash is, it'll be gone. So he drips it out to me each day. And he's gone right now, which means there is plenty of chocolate to be found. Also, I tend to cook a lot when he's out of town. (laughs) Should be the other way around, but I feel like I have more motivation because I'm guaranteed actual leftovers. I know, bad wife. (laughs) But I just bought Lakanto maple syrup, which is a maple syrup made from monk fruit, so there's no sugar in it. And the chocolate balls sound like the perfect first recipe. Yes, exactly. And that is the cool thing. They are much lower in calories and much higher in nutrients. This kind of recipe and this kind of chocolate, which is is great. So we don't feel guilty at all about eating them. So we've talked about changing our diet and our food habits, but I feel like one of the biggest components in making a big lifestyle change is just your mindset. So how did your mindset around food change after your diagnosis? My mindset completely changed and I've had that now, you know, for the last 10 years. And it's, I basically think completely different than how I used to think when I was stuck in that vicious, like binge eating cycle. So it all started with the day that I really got the answer that I was, was seeking. You can eat all of your favorite foods for the rest of your life, but in the most natural way possible. So just find a way to be able to eat them that's also going to nourish the body as well as taste really good because that's us having our cake and eating it too. So I was like, oh, if I can get nutrients from my cake and it doesn't have all the, the usual suspects that 
create disease like gluten and dairy and refined sugar, then I'm winning. So I got really excited about that. And I call this the upgrade system. So I work at a medical health center in New York City, and I work with patients as the health and nutrition coach. And this is the first thing I teach them because it's something that they can remember for the rest of their life. And even if we don't work together, I do health coaching on a weekly basis with them. But even if they have to go to another country and we don't get to work together, they have this mindset forever. And the upgrade system is that, okay, as soon as a craving hits, okay, what is it? I'm craving cheesecake. All right. So what's the worst possible situation that I could do? It would be to go out and buy a conventional cheesecake that's made with GMO dairy, refined white sugar, um, corn syrup, other preservatives. It's got a gluten crust. You know, that's the worst kind of case cheesecake we could eat. So the upgrade to that would be to go and buy an organic version cheesecake, even if it's just organic dairy, it's organic wheat, like organic gluten, and maybe it's organic sugar even. See, all of that's organic. So it does have a lot less chemicals than the conventional kind. But then we could take that even further and say, okay, what's the next level upgrade? Well, the next level upgrade would be maybe we want to look at one with nicer ingredients, more nourishing ingredients. So maybe like a plant-based or a vegan cheesecake. And then the best upgrade is always when we make it ourselves at home because we have so much healing energy in our hands. So if we get into the kitchen and make our own cheesecake with organic ingredients and we know where those ingredients are coming from, that's always the best, like highest upgrade. So I actually do have a recipe for cashew cheesecake bites in the Cancer Free with Food book. And it's basically you just whip up cashews with some coconut oil, some lemon, some vanilla, a bit of sea salt, a bit of maple syrup. And whoa, it is comes out creamy, divine cheesecake. Like everyone that has tried this absolutely loves it. And that's a great way to fulfill fulfill that craving. So that's the mindset I've I've lived with for the last decade. It's like whenever I have a craving, I can eat it in the most natural way possible, and just make sure I have my juice once a day. I like how there are multiple tiers to upgrading your food because lifestyle changes are hard anyways, but they're even harder if you don't have that life-threatening wake-up call like you and I did. I found out that I had chronic gastritis from being bulimic for so long, and basically my stomach lining was in such terrible shape that the chances of me getting both intestinal cancer or esophageal cancer were pretty high, and it was painful. Also, I have a pretty extensive background in marketing, and one of the things that's commonly talked about is that people don't purchase or buy into your idea without an emotional connection. So we can throw logic at them all we want, and maybe eventually it'll start chipping away at that, what I call their hard candy shell. But when it becomes personal, that's when lifestyle changes are drastic. So I like that there's an entry point no matter where you are in that journey. So then someone can start small, and as they acclimate, they can move up the tiers. And I also want to point out what you said about the healing power of our hands when we're making food. I've heard that in a number of different ways. I really like the visual of just the energy that you put into it when you make it with your own hands. But I've also heard how just seeing it while you prepare it, smelling it through your olfactory glands, touching it with your hands, all of those things prepare the body for digestion. Kind of like Pavlov's dogs when they got accustomed to hearing the bell and they'd immediately start to salivate. Our bodies do the same things. So we're going to digest food in a different way if we make it ourselves than if we just grab something that's already prepared. 
Exactly. Yeah. Because the body really prepares, like, like you said, like you're in the kitchen, your body's like, wow, I'm about to eat this meal. And so it's all in harmony with when it receives the food and it's just the best digestion. When we make our own food and eat that, we always have, that's always better for our digestive system for sure. And I always remind people whenever we are walking and say we hit our leg or like we get a, we hurt ourselves or we scratch ourselves or something that really hurts. The first thing we do is we put our hand on that area. And that's because we do have that, all of us, we all have that natural healing energy in our hands. So just using that in the kitchen and in the food does make a huge difference. You have turned this moment of crisis, a moment of what once was devastating news, and made it into your whole life's mission. How has that been for you? I've just always just went with the flow. And when I was in university, I was doing film and television, and I did three films when I finished university. And I always thought like in the film industry would be was where my passion was. And it was fun and everything. But after I was able to heal myself, I was well, I'm all I want to do for the rest of my life is share this information and these recipes with others who were suffering like I did. I guess every single day for those five years, I was suffering so bad. It was like a nightmare every single day. So that caused so much pain in me and turmoil that as soon as I was free from it, I was like, whoa, yeah. Whoever's suffering in the same way, I want to just go out and share it with the world. So I went with it, went with the flow, and I love it. I just love where it's taken me. And um, it's very rewarding to be able to you know, help people to heal and just get out of that suffering. Well, now you've accomplished so much. You're on your third book. You're a certified health coach. You've been featured on television and radio. And it all started from a blog. I know for me, when I finally decided to be transparent and vulnerable with the things that I was going through. That was when things really started to take off for me. So I'm sure there was a lot of accountability through that blog. Oh, the blog was everything. Yeah, the accountability is everything. Because for those five years when I was binge eating, I did not tell anybody. Nobody knew that I was binge eating on junk food and then starving myself the next day. None of my family, none of my friends. And that's the biggest mistake is when we keep it a secret because we give so much power to it. And it's like, as soon as I did my blog, I basically declared to the internet. And this was right when blogs were just beginning. So I, I was like, okay, I didn't feel like I had much at risk. I was like, this is what I've done for the last five years. I've been eating so unhealthy, binge eating, taking laxatives. And now I am committed to going back to nature and eating natural foods for 365 days. And I really want you guys to help hold me accountable. And I knew that when I did that and declared that, I knew that I would every single day stick to it and be like, okay, what am I going to make today that I can share online that my readers will love as well? And yeah, that was a huge difference. And that's why I love coaching right now. And I think that health and nutrition coaching is so important these days because otherwise people suffer by themselves and we have to share. And what I learned from the Aboriginal people was that we're designed to be in tribes in a community setting in the tribe there's someone who's a great performer someone who's a great singer someone who's great at hunting someone who's great at making the food preparing the food someone who's great at making the baskets to collect it everyone has a role and so having a health coach is all the difference because then you're every single day you're like well this person actually cares and is passionate and they want to make sure that I'm eating healthy and oh, I don't want to eat this because they're holding me accountable and I, I want to hit my goals and I don't want to disappoint them. So that accountability can really make every single bit of difference in someone being healthy. 
Thank you for mentioning that tribe mentality and that there was a place for everyone back then because I know personally, I can get wrapped up into this idea that I have to be all the things. This pressure to be beautiful and talented and know how to run a business and market a business and be on a podcast. And I think that visibility that we now have with everyone's perfectly curated lives on social media it can add a lot of stress. And then stress only exacerbates what physical issues you already have going on. But if we slow down when there's warning signs and allow the universe to guide us a little bit, rather than feeling that need to push, in my experience, things start to unfold in this really natural and almost magical way. So you, for example, followed the signs, made the right choices, and it almost seems serendipitous with your dad being a chef and growing up with aboriginals in Australia, it just seems like the perfect way for you to shine your unique light. So thank you for showing up for yourself and then creating so much value for all of us. Oh, thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, I do feel like it's in alignment and it's going in the flow with like where what gifts I've been given and I just want to use that and also encourage others to do that as well. So I will be linking to all of your books and your website in the show notes. And I will also be linking to some bentonite clay, a coffee enema kit, and some other things that were mentioned in this podcast. But for listeners who are resonating with you, where else can they connect with you online? I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. So you just type in my name, Liana Werner Gray, and everything will come up. Yeah. And I'm on there every day. I love connecting with you guys and writing to you. So would love to hear from you. Well, thank you so much for all the wisdom you shared today. It was amazing. And I am so excited to make a shit ton of chocolate balls later today. (laughs) (laughs) I loved this episode, but it might be because all of this information is just information I wish I knew so much earlier. And for the record, I don't think doctors are evil. I do think the system is broken. And the deeper I dig, the more discouraged I am with the status quo. But on the upside, the more educated I become, the more empowered I feel that there are actually options that we aren't given. And a diagnosis isn't always fatal. So regardless of what is going on in your life, I encourage you to dig deep and take action and see what can be done that isn't just right at the surface level. And with everything, not just cancer. Okay, stepping off of my soapbox, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. All of the links mentioned in this episode, including all the links to Liana's amazing books, are at mindlove.com slash 073. If you know someone that needs to hear this episode or that could benefit from this episode, please share it. Like I said, this is the information I wish I knew in 2004, and a part of me aches inside every single day that I didn't have more to share with my dad. To me, my dad was like Superman. He was unstoppable. My cousins actually called him Buff Bob. He was always wearing one of those muscle tanks and slathering himself in baby oil. And he always had a pull-up bar and one of those grip strength things and those little handlebars that you do push-ups on. And half the time he'd be doing push-ups in between chapters of books. It was crazy. Anyways, this episode's for you, Dad. I think about you every single day. 
You know the drill. Rate and review. Share if you want to. I love you all. Thanks for giving your mind a little love today, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into Your Higher Frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. 